0: to the program, everybody. You just stepped inside of Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Vaughn, and I want to welcome you to another exciting edition of Psychotic Bump School. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight oh, we have an amazingly full show. We have a whole lot going on as we speak. We got the championship game happening as we speak March Madness in April, y'all, but tomorrow is Miniature Super Tuesday. We have the arraignment of former President Donald Trump happening in New York City tomorrow. What in the world is going to be the fallout of that? We also have an election coming up in the state of Wisconsin, some serious consequences await for that one in the retirement of one of those supreme court justices there in wisconsin so you don't want to miss that conversation we're also going to be talking about the manosphere y'all what in the world is going on in the manosphere there have been guests coming through there that don't even represent the world of relationship conversations but uh, a a twist and a turn has happened in the black manosphere y'all we're going to be talking about it and we're going to be talking mainly about just pearly things so make sure you stay tuned for that. And also, we had a chance to check out some entertainment over the weekend just out in theaters. We have Spinning Gold, the story of Neil Bogart and his founding of Casablanca Records. Casablanca Records, of course, was responsible for some of the biggest acts of all time, including Kiss, Parliament Funkadelic, Donna Summer, Village People, and Buddha Records featured Isley Brothers and Gladys Knight and the Pips. We're going to be talking about that movie that is in theaters at as we speak, as well as the latest project by Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor is an R&B singer and choreographer. She's in a new movie called A Thousand and One. And it also made its debut over the weekend. And I'm going to be sharing some reflections on that, a film by A.V. Blackwell, y'all. We're going to be talking about it. We're also going to be paying tribute to a couple of legends that have just passed on, including Ryuchi Sakamoto and Leo Sullivan, who is an animator that you need to get to know. So that's going to be our lineup, and uh, you might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWG, thetruth.com. My name is DJ Rome. Welcome to Psychotic Bum School. Stay tuned for more. We're going to kick off our show after this.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Buddy Hearts. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome on KCWGTheTruth.com, the the best internet radio station on the planet.
0: Okay, we are back. KCWGTheTruth.com. This program is called Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, on this March Madness evening of Championship Week, (laughs) oh my God, San Diego State and UConn are playing right now as we speak, but I know you're here because you want to hear the latest update. Oh my goodness. It finally happened, y'all. Yes, former President Donald Trump was indicted by a grand jury in New York City last week. And tomorrow he faces arraignment in a New York City courthouse. He's expected to turn himself in. Yeah, I know we've been down this pathway before, but yes, this time he really has been indicted. Okay, and of course, this is still just one of several investigations going on concurrently, including, like I mentioned before, the one in Georgia with Fannie Wills. And of course, Letitia James, Attorney General Letitia James, even she has a separate pending civil lawsuit against the Trump organization, as well as against Trump and his family members who have also controlled his companies and his interests. So there's a whole lot going on, ladies and gentlemen, but we need to get to this fallout. It finally happened, y'all. Donald Trump, former president of the United States, for the first time in history, is facing criminal charges, and the fallout has been swift. Let's listen to how it all went down as the news unfolded of the first time in United States history of a former president being indicted. Stand by. Listen to how this was uh, captured by uh, Roland Martin. Years that have been flowing in the last 24 hours has been absolutely hilarious. Here's Dan Bongino on Fox News. He is just beside himself, the former Secret Service agent turned crazed nut, uh, right winger. Listen to Dan.
2: Hi, Jack, you're showing uh, Listen, you may have just handed Donald Trump the indictment, uh, excuse me, the, the indictment along with, the, 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 probably the greatest Freudian slip ever. You handed him an indictment while handing him the nomination at the same time you may have just i don't know i mean i don't want to get out ahead of my skis there's a lot of time here but i can tell you everything he has said to people about they're not coming for you uh they're they're not they're coming for me because i'm in the way now you look at this tonight and you're like yeah that kind of sounds right to me you're gonna
0: oh lord y'all want to see a good one how about this here
2: poor little lindsey graham
0: Oh, my goodness. From South Carolina. He was just, I I, I don't know whether it was uh, allergies that was causing him to tear up, uh, but go to my iPad for this one, y'all. This one is really funny. So what's behind all this? Hatred. They tried to
2: destroy Kavanaugh because they wanted to keep the Supreme Court seat open. They're trying to destroy
0: Donald Trump because they fear him at the ballot box. To the conservatives out there, make sure you vote. If you got friends, make sure they vote. If you don't have
3: any friends, go make some friends. But you need to help this man, Donald J. Trump. They're trying to drain him dry. He spent more money on lawyers than most people spend on campaigns. They're trying to bleed him dry. Donaldjtrump.com. Go tonight. Give the president some money. This is going to destroy America. We're going to fight back at the ballot box. We're not going to give in. How does this end, Sean? Trump wins in court, and he wins the
0: election. That's how this wins ends. Wow, you see, they are big (laughs) mad. They're big mad. And they act like the country is just going to be in complete disarray because they are pursuing, allegedly, a completely innocent uh, citizen of the United States. Just completely angelic. Uh, No possible way that he could be guilty of any of this. Uh, He goes on. Um, He also had (laughs) thoughts on uh, former sports commentator. I guess he still commentates on sports, but he's been commenting a lot on Fox News lately. Uh, Jason Woodlock, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear from Jason Woodlock on this. Stand by.
4: And then by the time I get home, I find out uh, Donald Trump has been indicted, and I hear you loud and clear. They are agitating for unrest. Th- that That's the only way to interpret this. They are agitating for unrest. And there is a godless element in this country that doesn't care about fairness. They they don't care about the will of the people. They care about power and control. Everything
0: with these guys is either projection or confession. Uh, he goes on to talk about how he never voted. This is still Jason Whitlock, ladies and gentlemen. He talks about it and admits that he's never really voted. But now, apparently, uh, he intends to. Stand by. Check this out.
4: Say this with pride. I, I really don't. I'm just being factual. I've never voted. I, and so I'm not saying that with pride. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm, I'm har- I will be voting... I am hardcore MAGA. I've never voted. I I did, you know, I observed Trump. I'm somewhat supportive of Trump, but they have made me MAGA.
0: Made him MAGA. (laughs) And see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm not tripping because you're not going to have every single Black person on any side of any issue, okay? But the numbers do not lie. Yes, they're going to be a faction. There's always going to be a faction of Black voters that are going to vote Republican. There's no problem with that. There always have been conservatives on both sides. There's been moderates on both sides of the electorate. There have been uh, unaffiliated independents. We're going to talk about that in a little bit just as well. But come on, man. The fact that you have this rising coalition, I don't know, it's not even a rising coalition, but there's always going to be a faction of Black men that are going to support and cape for this uh, stuff. And it doesn't matter how far out there Donald Trump gets. He's going to have some some loyalists out there. Now, you heard that. And it, it's it's interesting to see this fallout because not only was um they, they were complaining about Marjorie Taylor Greene being on 60 Minutes and how people are being platformed to speak on this issue when you can find more credible voices. Jason Whitlock being one of them. And we're going to be talking about that in a following segment. Ah, uh, coming up as far as platforming people of questionable ilk, um, the fact is he's getting arraigned tomorrow. Okay, he was convicted by a grand jury, not just a jury. He wasn't convicted by Attorney General uh, Alvin Bragg, the brother we talked about. You know, it's like he didn't do it. These are the same charges that the Donald Trump Department of Justice brought against Michael Cohen, his former fixer. Okay, Michael Cohen went down in uh, 2018 for campaign finance violations. He went to jail for that. These are the same charges, basically, that they found. The, they found a crime back then. And back then, um, Cohen and testimony court documents were referring to Donald Trump as individual one. At that time, he was talking about the fact that he made a payment to woman one and woman two. Now, we've been hearing mostly about woman number two in the news. That would be uh, Stormy Daniels. Okay, he paid her off to keep her silent. And he was working in tandem with news outlets to to what they do, to what they call catch and kill, because there was this idea out there that they were going to come forward and talk about their affairs that they had with him while Melania Trump was home pregnant or somewhere thereabouts. And of course, they were doing it to the run up of the 2016 election that he was running in the race against Hillary Clinton. They thought they wanted to get out there and uh, promote this. And so as the news started to circulate that they wanted to come forward and tell their stories, news outlets or news outlets and publications started to conspire with people in the Trump organization to what they do. Uh, It's called catch and kill. Grab the story and. Pay exclusive rights to it so that it never sees the light of day, never comes out in public. Okay, we've heard about this from Woman Number Two, who is Stormy Daniels, but the first person that they spoke about was Woman One. We haven't heard as much about her. She's not new to the discussion, but he also had an affair with a woman named Karen McDougal. She's a former model and a Playboy model, an actress. Karen McDougal also had an affair with Donald Trump. So there's going to be more to come from that. But the fact that the the irony that this all stemmed from Donald Trump's Department of Justice, they brought these charges out. If if he had never run for office in the first place, he wouldn't be indicted right now. He wouldn't have been impeached twice. I mean, because he was so uh, power-driven and power-hungry and basically an attention hound, he's brought upon all of this uh, legal chaos upon his life and you know, frankly, to his family as well. Ivanka Trump, she's hurting for him and the country. (laughs) Ivanka Trump is the most both sides child uh, out there. She loves her dad. I'll give her that. But she's trying to stay neutral and not to put her thumb on the scale too heavily. But come on. Uh, Donald Trump has been doing some dirt for a very long time. Uh, Some would argue that chickens are finally coming home to roost. He is a presidential candidate for the, uh, the 2024 election. So what impact is this going to have? Some people say this is going to make him a sure thing to win the nomination, uh, let alone the presidency itself. You know, this is what they think. They actually think that being charged and being arrested is a good thing. And see, that that's this MAGA universe, okay? Grass is blue, sky is green. Everything is bizarro land, reverse engineered. Nothing makes sense. And so they think that this is going to be a net good thing. But if it's such a good thing and they're not worried, why all the tears? Why all the whining? Why all the complaining if they are so sure that this is going to be a net positive for Donald Trump? I don't understand it. So you've been hearing the fallout. And it's, it's interesting here, too, because um, another candidate has entered into the 2024 spotlight. I'm going to talk about him in just a second. But Jim Jordan who sits on the House Judiciary Committee, he actually wrote a letter to uh, Alvin Bragg. And uh, he was, (laughs) he's demanding to see evidence that these charges are actually legitimate and that it's not politically motivated to unfairly bias against their future, you know, in their head, future nominee Donald Trump. Wait till you see this. This is, well, I know you can't see it, but wait till you hear this. Listen to... Uh, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, as he complains that Democrats, when they were in charge of the House of Representatives, uh, he's claiming that they were somehow summarily unfair compared to how he's running things right now. Listen to this.
5: I'd point out that last Congress, the Democrats ran a committee that Congress for a year and a half, which gave no ability to the Republicans to cross-examine one single witness so we, we do believe the ability to cross-examine is important. We also believe that, in following the customs. that You oh. question false. witnesses at Mr. a hearing? Sauer. You, you deposed, are not allowed to question witnesses at a hearing? Is that what you're saying? Mr. Sauer, uh, you deposed Dr. Fauci. Point,
1: point of order. Mr. Chairman, could you clarify that statement? Because I find it incredibly hard to believe. Point of but
3: order,
5: basis, that's not a point in, of order. What but,
0: Oh, that's not a point where or... that was California representative Linda Sanchez. Uh, what Jim Jordan was trying to allege was that uh, the Democrats were unfair when they were in charge of the House of Representatives by not allowing Republicans to cross examine witnesses, which is entirely not true. You can pull up the footage yourself on YouTube. But I just wanted to play that just as an example of how far they're willing to go. But Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen, wrote a letter to attorney Alvin Bragg's office asking for clarification on what they're doing with this investigation and now indictment of Donald Trump. And uh, General Counsel Leslie Dubeck responded, wait till you guys get a whiff of this response. It's really hilarious. Um, and they they were respectful. They they addressed it as the Honorable Jim Jordan. Uh, it's dated March 31st, 2023 from the office of Alvin Bragg. Uh, his general counsel, again, her name is Leslie Dubeck. General counsel. So, listen to some of this, y'all. I'm just going to read it. This is literally a letter that they wrote in response to him complaining about the indictment of Donald Trump. Yesterday, the district attorney of New York County filed charges against Donald Trump for violations of New York law. The charges filed yesterday were brought by citizens of New York doing their civic duty as members of a grand jury who found probable cause to accuse Mr. Trump of having committed crimes in New York. Like any other defendant, Mr. Trump is entitled to challenge these charges in court and avail himself of all processes and protections that New York State's robust criminal procedure affords. What neither Mr. Trump nor Congress may do is interfere with the ordinary course of proceedings in New York State. Your first letter made an unprecedented request to the district attorney for confidential information about the status of the state grand jury investigation, now indictment, of Mr. Trump. Your second letter asserts that by failing to provide it, the district attorney somehow failed to dispute your baseless and inflammatory allegations that our investigation is politically motivated. That conclusion is misleading and meritless. We did not engage in a point-by-point rebuttal of your letter because our office is legally, legally constrained in how it publicly discusses pending criminal proceedings, as prosecutorial offices are across the country and as you well know. Moreover, your examination of the facts of a single criminal investigation for the supposed purpose of determining whether any charges against Mr. Trump are warranted is an improper and dangerous usurpation of the executive and judicial functions. Even worse, based on your reportedly close collaboration with Mr. Trump in attacking this office and the grand jury process, it appears you are acting more like criminal defense counsel who... I, I sense a little snark with that one. You're acting more like criminal defense counsel trying to gather evidence for a client than a legislative body seeking to achieve a legitimate legislative objective. Okay. And there's more here. I could go on and on, but I'm going I'm to skip to the, the tail end of this because she just totally smacks this back. Uh, and she concludes it this way. Finally, as you are no doubt aware, former president Trump has directed harsh invective against District Attorney Bragg and threatened on social media that his arrest or indictment in New York may unleash, quote, death and destruction, unquote. As committee chairman, you could use the statue of your office to denounce these attacks and urge respect for the fairness of our justice system and for the work of the impartial grand jury. Instead, You and many of your colleagues have chosen to collaborate with Mr. Trump's efforts to vilify and denigrate the integrity of elected state prosecutors and trial judges and made unfounded allegations that the office's investigation conducted via an independent grand jury of average citizens serving New York state is politically motivated. And Trump spoke several times last week alone where she walked him through the GOP's plans for an aggressive response to Bragg. We urge you to refrain from these inflammatory accusations, withdraw your demand for information and let the criminal justice process proceed without unlawful political interference. That is from the desk of General Counsel Leslie Dubeck representing Attorney Alvin Bragg who has just brought charges and an indictment against Donald Trump. And let me clarify, I got to be very careful how I say this. He didn't do it. The grand jury did. Okay, a federal grand jury. And that consists of anywhere between 16 and 23 people. Not every state in the country uh, has the grand jury process. In the case where it does, sometimes the jury only consists of 12. But when it's a federal grand jury, it can be anywhere between 16 and 23 people serving on a jury. So this is not Alvin Bragg doing this. The jury did, okay? So they need to get off of that. So this is KCWG, thetruth.com, programs called Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, we are just talking about what is happening in our country, scheduled for tomorrow, the indictment of Donald Trump. It is here. He is scheduled to appear in court tomorrow for his arraignment to find out what exactly he's being charged for. Uh, Rumor has it that it's at least 30 different counts, okay? So it's not just about... Uh, the campaign finance violations perpetrated by or on behalf of the the Stormy Daniels transaction, the shoes of this centipede are going to continue to drop. So we'll just have to wait and see. So, by the way, as I said and alluded to, former Governor Asa Hutchinson has declared that he is entering the race for the 2024 election. That's right. Already in the race, of course, is Nikki Haley out of South Carolina, We have Trump, (laughs) we'll see how that goes now upon his his indictment, Uh, Asa Hutchinson, and a little known fact is that we have uh, the Green Party's Howie Hawkins, he's also in the race as well. He announced his candidacy, I think, a couple months ago or a few months ago. Uh, He's been running for local offices in uh, his state, and he's run for the presidency way back in... Uh, 2016 as well. But Howie Hawkins is also in the race. But the latest big name is Asa Hutchinson. Now, he's a typical dyed-in-the-wool Republican. You would think that he he would make a a suitable candidate uh, if this were a modern-day or not, you know, a log cabin Republican Party. But this is MAGA. And so they're probably going to consider him to be too soft. Uh, They've been talking to him as a result because he did endorse Trump when he was nominated and uh, was going to be the nominee for the 2016 election. He wasn't, however, his first choice. Okay. He, I think he, he picked ahead of Trump. He wanted Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz. And yeah, um, kicking and screaming, one might say he endorsed Trump, but then he slowly started to break away from him. Um, but now he's making his own case for the presidency. They spoke to him over the weekend and they asked him whether or not Donald Trump should jump out of the race. Stand by.
2: You suggested recently that if Trump were to get indicted, that he should drop out of the race. Do you believe that now that he's been indicted, should he drop out? Well, I do. First of all, the office is more important than any individual person. And so uh, for the sake of the office of the presidency, I do think that's too much of a sideshow and distraction. And he needs to be able to concentrate uh, on uh, his due process. And there is a presumption of innocence. But the second reason is, Throughout my eight years as governor and as a political leader, I've always said that uh, the people don't have to step aside from public office if they're under investigation, but if it reaches the point of criminal charges that have to be answered, the office is always more important than a person. And he should step aside and no longer run. Well, he should, but at the same time, we know he's not, and there's not any constitutional requirement. And so He's going to pursue, and I understand that, but I stated my principles and belief and how uh, I think it should be handled. But he's going to proceed on, and so uh, he's going to be a candidate. And I think ultimately the voters are going to have to decide this,
0: as they always do. So, of course, they're not likely to follow good counsel because they are totally in the tank for Donald Trump. But Asa Hutchinson, ladies and gentlemen, out of Arkansas is a presidential contender for the 2024 general election, okay? And uh, shouts out to Arkansas. They are facing some terrible, torrential storms out there with these tornadoes, and there have been a lot of casualties. So there is quite a lot going on in Arkansas right now, and this announcement of one of their own jumping into the presidential race uh, is big news coming out of this weekend. So we'll have to wait and see how all that falls out. But ladies and gentlemen, um, And that's not all. I mean, we're we're going to be talking later about some stuff happening in entertainment. Um, I have to share with you my thoughts on a couple of recent releases, including A Thousand and One, starring Tiana Taylor, and the Neil Bogart movie about Casablanca Records, Spinning Gold, and that's going to be coming up in our final segment as well. Uh, but also, before we go into our next segment, um, this deserves maybe an honorable mention, <laughs> Joe Mansion out of West Virginia. They asked him if he was going to jump into the presidential race. Of course, he's one of those uh, conservative, moderate Democrats. He's really a Republican, ladies and gentlemen. He's been known, along with Kirsten Sinema out of Arizona. going to be talking about her a little bit more in the next segment. Uh, They've been sort of the sticking points that have prevented the Democratic Joe Biden agenda from going forward. Uh, He's been one of those sticking points. Uh, one thing about him is that he is a fairly reliable vote for Joe Biden. Uh, he does support tax cuts against the rich, but he is really, really deep in the pocket of the coal industry. And so any legislation regarding climate change, that's a dead on arrival um, uh, bill, if Joe Manchin has anything to say about it. They asked him directly, was he planning to jump into the race? He was not committed fully to staying out of the race. So could Joe Manchin be a contender for the presidential nomination come 2024? We don't know at this point, but the speculation is out there that he's campaigning and doing things as if he is... um, He's cruising for a bruising to get out on the presidential campaign. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. So lots happening this week. Um, we'll see what happens in New York tomorrow with this arraignment. And Trump is expected to get fingerprinted. Uh, there should be a mugshot. I don't know how much we're going to see. We don't know if there's going to be a perp walk, ladies and gentlemen. But it is about to go down. I just want you to know,
6: it ain't where I've but where I'm about to go the world. Yeah, I, I just wanna love, just wanna love we'll
7: you. But be old. who I am
6: I know you love me. And with Bro. all this cash Don't uh-huh. forget your man I give it to me Give me that funk, that, that sweet, that, that nasty, that cushy uh, stuff But don't your me Come on, give yeah. me that funk, that uh, sweet, that yeah. nasty, that cushy yeah. stuff When the Remy's in the system Ain't no telling when I'm f***ing when I just some That's what they be yelling, I'm a pin by blood Not relation, y'all be chasing I'll be placed huh? Drunk on crisp, mommy on E Can't keep a little model hands off me Both in the club, huh? singing on key And I wish I never met her at all it gets better, ordered another round It's about to go down Got six model chicks, six bottles of crisps more velvet ass, got weed everywhere What do you say, me, you, and your Chloe glasses? Uh-huh. Go somewhere private where we could discuss
7: fashion Like Prada blouse, Gucci bra, my okay. jeans Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't punish
6: me. Come on. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Uh-huh. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't punish me. Mama, give me that funk, that yeah, sweet, that yeah, nasty, that yeah, gushy yeah, stuff yeah. Save the narrative, you saving it for marriage uh-huh. Let's keep it real, mind. you saving it for carrots? Uh-huh. You wanna see how far I'ma go, how much I'ma spend But you already know, zip zero, stingy with the Niro Might buy you crisps, but that about it Might light your wrist, but that about it I might wipe you and buy your nice whips Mom, but you really gotta ride nice Know how to work your hips and your head's priceless Professional love the hove and I never let you down, get you bling like the Neptune sound Okay, hot hold, too hot to hold Ladies love me long time like two pops soul. Only way to roll, jiggering two ladies, too cold Motor road a two-way case, Come on. give it to me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that good stuff But don't foolish me Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that good stuff give it to me
7: Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't punish me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff I'm a hustler, baby I just
6: want you to know It ain't where I've been but where I'm about
7: to go Now I just wanna love you But be who I am And with all this cash
6: You'll forget your man same song, I'm back, been around the world Romance Manson girls that dance with girls from Club Cheetah, the club amnesia The peanuts in L.A., bubbling and Dublin can't, can't deny me, me. Why, Why would you want to? You need me Why don't you try me? me. Baby, you want to? Believe, Believe me oh. Give it to me Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff But don't bullish me Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy
7: stuff
0: Well, this is KCWG, thetruth.com. This program is called Psychiatry Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, as we continue our coverage, man, uh, this indictment of Donald Trump is the biggest news story going right now. And so we're going to see tomorrow he's going to be arraigned in a Manhattan criminal courthouse taking his mugshot, y'all. And what's interesting is um, he still has about 47% of the straw polls that are out there and that means right now, before the indictment now, before the indictment, he's still head of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I think he's polling somewhere in the mid-30s. Nikki Haley is not really competitive right now out of South Carolina, but even before the indictment, I mean, we'll see if that number drops or if it rises, because they, like I said in the last segment, they're speculating that this is going to help him somehow. They're crying all over the place, but they're saying somehow it's going to help him. So, If he's currently at 47 percent pre-indictment, let's see what happens over the next few days to see if that number goes up, because it's interesting. I mean, I have voted in several elections in my lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. I do not recall anybody I've ever voted for begging me to send them money for legal fees, begging me to bail them out because they have been treated a certain kind of way by a judge or an attorney or an attorney general or a jury i've never ever voted for a candidate that has done that and i don't care who you vote for because to be fair i mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about wisconsin in a second but to be fair uh in southern california long-standing council member uh mark Reilly thomas he's been in the game for quite some time out of uh, los angeles county He's been one of the most prominent politicians in the Democratic Party in uh, Southern California. He was found guilty this past Thursday of federal corruption charges. And that was centering around extracting special benefits for his son from USC while voting in support of motions and a contract sought by the university. OK, so the jury in that case deliberated for five days. And on the fifth day, they found him guilty. Now, I'm not saying um well, I don't know, because I was going to say Jim Clyburn out of South Carolina is sort of the one that got Joe Biden elected, of course, because the whole presidential race turned in 2020 against Bernie Sanders when Jim Clyburn uh, outwardly endorsed Joe Biden. Then, of course, Joe Biden went on to win the nomination in the presidency. Uh, Jim Clyburn is considered to be a gatekeeper for California, at least for Southern California in L.A., uh, that person is Mark Ridley Thomas. He's now about 70. He's about 68 years old. And now he's facing the possibility of years in federal prison and the permanent loss of his seat in the L.A. City Council. Okay, so that's already been suspended for the last 17 months. So he's in a lot of trouble right now. So whether you're on the Democratic side or the Republican side is irrelevant to me. I don't really care what party you vote for, but you do have to do your vetting and you do have to do your research. It doesn't just happen to Republicans, and this is what the MAGA crowd needs to understand. If this longstanding Democratic representative in Southern California can be found guilty, then what say you about the the appearance of partiality in the the justice system when it comes to politics? Because like I was saying to my good brother Jeffrey Keller a couple weeks ago, there's politics and then there's the law. You can't break the law. You can't break the law. And supposedly no one is above the law. All right. So we'll have to see what happens in the case of Mark Ridley Thomas out of Southern California, uh, as well as this uh, impending uh, arraignment of Donald Trump coming up tomorrow. But in other news, ladies and gentlemen, we have an important election also coming up tomorrow. It's like a super it's, it's like a miniature Super Tuesday happening this week in the country in terms of politics. Wisconsin, which is. Long known and regarded to be a swing state is having some special elections for a vacating Supreme Court seat. And this race is very important, ladies and gentlemen, because unlike Michigan, unlike Minnesota, unlike California, and even Illinois to a certain degree, and North Carolina, North Carolina is, is, can be possibly thrown into that race, too, or to that conversation, uh, Democrats have not been able to break that wall with regard to the Republican stronghold on the legislature there and on the Supreme Court. Uh, right now, uh, there's a justice by the name of Patience Rogensack. I think her name is. She's retiring, all right? And it it's like the most critical race in the country right now, and they're not really talking a lot about it. but there's a lot of money pouring into this race that's coming up tomorrow. And with her retiring, she's a conservative. She's not seeking a third term on this court. She is, by stepping down, creating a vacancy on the court, and it's vying to be filled by a couple of candidates, uh, one being Dan Kelly, and he's running against a progressive by the name of Janet Protasiewicz. This race has tremendous consequences, and for a really quick breakdown, let's listen to this take right here of the stakes involving this Wisconsin race. Stand by.
3: The 2024 presidential election could be decided by next month's Wisconsin Supreme Court race, which has been called the most important election nobody's ever heard of. Currently, the court has a 4-3 conservative majority, but one of the conservative justices is retiring, which means liberals now have a chance to win a majority on the court. The election is between Daniel Kelly, a conservative, who's backed by 2020 election deniers and prominent anti-abortion groups, and the liberal candidate, Janet Protasiewicz, who is pro-choice against GOP gerrymandering and opposes voter suppression. And because Wisconsin is a key battleground state, this election has become a sticking point for 2020 election deniers. If the 2020 24 election is super close a right-wing court could throw the state's electoral votes to the Republican candidate even if the Democrat wins more votes because of all this millions of dollars have been poured into this race making it the most expensive judicial election in US history even if you don't live in Wisconsin you can still help by donating or volunteering to help contact voters now even Charlie Sykes who's a
0: long-standing uh Republican reporter he's definitely anti-Trump he's not MAGA Uh, He lives in McCune County uh, in Wisconsin. So he, Charlie Sykes, is crossing over to vote for the Democrat uh, Jody Habush-Senekin. All right. So that that just gives you an idea how the stakes are playing out in this one. Uh, With a further analysis on this. Let's go to the tape, y'all. This was from an election from a couple months ago, earlier in 2023, and they're talking about what happened in the state of Wisconsin as far as the first matchup between Protasiewicz and Daniel Kelly. Stand by.
5: Wisconsin is certainly going to be a swing state as we head into the 2024 presidential election, but unfortunately for the GOP, in an off-cycle year, in an off-term election, Democrats had a combined vote share of nearly 54%. Now, the reason why that is so significant is because back in the 2020 presidential election, Joe Biden only won this state by less than one point. In 2022, Tony Evers, the incumbent governor, defeated Tim Michaels by a margin of around three to four points. This margin here was significant, largely because Tony Evers was in fact on track to lose this governorship, even by my own estimations, but ultimately surprised the nation. In this victory, alongside many others for the Democrats in the 2022 midterm elections, was one that showed that maybe states aren't trending as rightward as we otherwise might think. Again, going into 2024, Wisconsin is going to be a state of complete and total interest because it's 10 electoral votes and it truly could determine who the next president of the united states might be
0: all right so the stakes are high as i've been saying so keep an eye on wisconsin tomorrow ladies and gentlemen if you're in mccoon county if you're in wisconsin make sure you're registered to vote make sure that you make your voices heard because it is going down If the Republicans are able to hold serve, that's going to play out in this next election because they uh, they, they're (laughs) as as recently as about eight or 10 years ago, they have started calling Wisconsin, (laughs) Mississippi, Mississippi, like Mississippi. They say that Wisconsin, because of that Republican stronghold they've held over the uh, the legislature, that they actually govern and look more like a southern state. Like a red state even though it's a purple state a swing state they don't govern that way because republicans because of gerrymandering and you know favorable electoral maps they've been able to keep the democrats out all right and remember this was the state that jacob blake where he was shot in the back after an encounter with the cops uh this is the same state that during coronavirus i think didn't they make them go out in the rain and vote even though at that time in 2020, this was leading up to the election, uh, there were, you know, it wasn't really safe to gather in person, but they made people stand out in the rain and vote in Wisconsin, because they sim- simply because they could, okay? So big things are happening in Wisconsin tomorrow, so we're gonna be keeping an eye on that.
4: The focal point, damage to your bar, some brothers from the east with them beats that be thorough. Got the solar gravitation, so I'm bound to pull it. I gets down like brothers are found, ducking from bullets Gun control means using both hands in my land yeah. it's all about the cautious living uh-huh. Migrating to a higher form of consequence Compliments I'm struggling I shouldn't be notable Man, every word I say should be a hip-hop motto. I'm sick of just nips shaking asses I'm sick of talking about blood Sick of Versace glasses Sick of slang Sick of half ass award shows Sick of name-brand clothes uh-huh. Sick of on Beach. Uh-huh. It was over bullshit tracks uh-huh. oh, Cocaine and craps Which uh-huh. bring sickness to black. Swole head rappers with they sickening raps, claps and gaps, making a whole sick world collapse. The facts are getting sick and even sicker, perhaps. I stick the bush to make a bundle to escape the smash. Man, life can get all up in your ass, baby. You better work it out. Now, let me tell you what it's all about. A skin not considered equal, a meteor has more right than my people who be wasting time screaming who they've hated. That's why the native tongues has officially been reinstated. Yeah. Is
0: high high with them. But this is KCWG, the truth.com's program is called Psychiatry Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, we are just breaking down to its final compound all this stuff happening in the world of politics, elections, state races. Oh, we are getting it in this evening. Coming up, we're going to be talking about some uh, entertainment news. Um, we got uh, some sad news to report in the world of music and animation with the passing of the good brother, Mr. Leo Sullivan. I'm going to talk to you about that in a bit. But before we end this segment, I want to talk about something that happened uh, in the world of relationships and YouTube content creators. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys know I be tripping off of uh, the Manosphere sometimes. And something that happened a few days ago with a content creator by the name of Just Pearly Things. Now, I'm not gonna dive that deep into this because they've been talking about it ever since the fallout, but she's known for regurgitating, uh, to say it nicely, the talking points of the late Kevin Samuels, who is an African YouTube content creator uh, focusing on relationships. Uh, Some called him a polarizing figure. Others uh, loved him. But he passed away in early 2022, and since that time, uh, Pearl and her show is called Just Pearly Things has emerged as sort of um, uh, sort of a, a benchmark for the the quote unquote manosphere, as she has adopted a large share of his audience. Uh, so it appears she has an international audience all over the world. She has a lot of black guests from the UK and the United States. And just recently, she had on as a guest, uh, avowed white supremacist, Nick Fuentes. Let's listen to a little of this. Uh, This sounds a little echoey, ladies and gentlemen, because she has since pulled the video down. And so other content creators have been commenting on it. And the uh, multiple generations down from the original recording, I think, have distorted the sound a little bit. But check out Just Pearly Things right here with uh, Nick Fuentes. Stand by.
3: So that's why they call you a white supremacist that is why they say that because you feel like you feel like by changing the entire demographic makeup of a country it's going to completely change the country the same way if in poland they switched it out with nigerians it would be a completely different country exactly yeah. yeah How do you feel well i don't want to get you in trouble but i mean is that did you think that that makes me a white supremacist to say that no that kind of makes sense like what you're saying um personally i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my africans in america
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm trying to get my africans in america so a comment made in jest uh perhaps uh arguably but it has made people feel a certain kind of way, especially people that watch her podcasts. And not only do they watch it, they have watched it explode in the last several months. She has uh, over a million subscribers now. Uh, she really went over the top when she had controversial figure Andrew Tate, who was just recently released from Romanian jail, along with his brother. The relationship thing and the politics thing. See, this is this is my issue overall with the Manosphere, because we've been speaking a lot of politics up till now. and Recently, uh, one of Trump's right-hand men, uh, Alan Weisselberg, who has long been the one of the CFOs or chief financial brokers in his organizations, uh, he was found guilty earlier this year, and um, he looked like he was going to take the fall for Trump. But in recent days, he's announced, or his team has announced, that he's no longer being represented by Donald Trump's attorneys. One thing that came out as a result of that, and I'm going to tell you how I link it to this. Uh, thing with just pearly things in the Manosphere, his daughter, I think her name was Jessica or Jennifer Weiselberg. Jennifer Weisselberg. Uh, she wrote a book and she was interviewed by prosecutors as well uh, in defense of her father, CFO Alan Weiselberg. And she's quoted as hearing uh, Donald Trump say to her father, to his face, quote, you know what to do, my Jewish CPA, make me happy or else. I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, because this sort of colonialist mindset has been spoken about recently in the the uh, the Manosphere, the Black, the so-called Black Manosphere in particular. And what has happened with Just Pearly Things is that it has created this 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 nuclear war, if you will, of words where the alliances are being tested. People are falling out. They're mad at her. Uh, there are a lot of black men that are supporting her. I don't have the numbers on it, but the the conversation has been very fascinating, and it's been somewhat eye opening. Uh, I should note that I got that clip that you just heard uh, from uh, the business uh, content creator by the name of Jason Black. Uh, he's a very unique content creator in his own right, and he's got <laughs> he he's got receipts on everybody. He just calls them all out. And he's developing a big following. Uh, his channel is called The Business on YouTube. Uh, he is—he does not appear on camera. I don't know exactly what he looks like, but he has a thundering voice. Uh, I see his name trending on Twitter from time to time. Uh, he is definitely pro-black, but he's calling out all of these people that support just pearly things, who is a white woman, and so the argument has ensued about. Who we let, we being Black people, who we let come to the barbecue, okay? A couple weeks ago, we paid tribute to Bobby Caldwell, a blue-eyed soul singer who passed away, famous for the song, What You Won't Do For Love. Hey, Black folks love them. And people are there in the manosphere for a lot of different reasons. Some are looking for relationship guidance. Some are looking for chaos. Some are looking for a Jerry Springer type of atmosphere, Sometimes people are looking for conflict. Some people are just looking for the talking point so that you can give a voice to these concerns or experiences that you have experienced yourself in your own relationships. And you're looking for a tribe. You're looking for acceptance. Some people are. And I think if you're you know, uncommonly susceptible to being influenced and led a certain kind of way, you could be led astray. So the same thing with politics. Um, Kirsten Sinema out of Arizona is another example. She was a Democrat coming out of <laughs> the midterm elections, and it looked like the Democrats were going to secure a clear cut majority in the Senate. And what does she up and do? She leaves the Democratic Party. Okay. She was a turncoat independent. I mean, I think she started off as a Green Party a candidate anyway, but she uh, dropped her affiliation with the Democratic Party. She barely caucuses with them now. So, what do you do when somebody that you're following kind of disappoints you? Okay, I mean, how do you protect yourself against this fallout? And one thing that some of these content creators do, they they blast the people that follow uh, just pearly things. They get on their case and make it seem like they themselves are not content creators. And this is what I mean by that. And we're going to wrap this segment up in just a second. But here's the thing. And I'm going to use my uh, DJ culture experience to kind of make this point, if I can make it make sense quickly. I have always had this issue with people saying, you don't want to meet anybody in a club because if you meet them there, you'll lose them there. With the implication being that you can't find a quality person of substance because you're meeting them in a nightclub. And it also speaks to the potential environments that people come to mind, the images that are engendered when you think about meeting somebody in a club. Is it a meat market? Is it a place where you can come up? Is it a place where the women are particularly loose, provocative, thought it up, <laughs> if you will, twerking, twerking on the tables? Is it that kind of environment that we're talking about? If those are the images that are concocted when you hear about meeting somebody in a club, that kind of bothers me as somebody who has a long history of being a a purveyor of events that I thought were pretty cool. And here's the thing. I would always take offense to this because I would argue you can meet a quality person in the club. My events, people fell in love. Well, they met first and then they fell in love, got married, had kids because of my events that I did with my crew down in LA, the Soul Children LA. Okay. So the reason I say that is because you can't, forget that you yourself are a content creator okay you cannot yourself forget that you are an influencer so that means that people are checking for you people are checking for you i mean whether it's jason black or uh six there's a content creator named six the goddess Because, you know, there's some brothers that are taking some heat for backing this uh, white female content creator named Jess Pearly Things. It's like, y'all should have known better. Don't let them come to the barbecue. We're always selling ourselves out. We don't need them. And the conversation has been ensuing back and forth ever since that time. And I've just been watching the volleying and jockeying for position back and forth. And I think the the lesson is um, we have to have temporary allies, but permanent interests. Temporary allies and permanent interests. You have to understand that as an influencer, people follow you, okay? People follow you. So even you are a temporary ally, okay? It's not so much that people are invested in you. They have to be invested in their interests. If you are in the manosphere because you are actually seeking to self-improve, personal development, getting better, getting stronger. If you're a man, getting your money up, getting your head right, getting your therapy, getting your counseling, losing weight, going to the gym, working 40 to 60 to 80 hours a week, getting that second or third job if you have to, to improve your situation. I'm not saying that everybody has to be rich, but anybody can get ahead. Okay. Anybody can get ahead. And all that means is that you can do better than what you're currently doing. Okay. It doesn't matter how much you make. Okay. The average salary in this country for a black man, for example, is about $41,000, $42,000. The average salary for, for a white man is about fifty-two. dollars okay? It doesn't matter where you are. You can get ahead. I cannot recall a, a time in my adult life where I worked less than two jobs. I've always had at least two gigs. I've always had a side hustle. And so you can always get ahead. And I think those are some of the better... Uh, uses for the manosphere and that the the good content creators or the good content that you can derive from it can actually precipitate a, a streak of growth and improvement and personal development to make your life better so I don't think people should spend or devote so much energy to disparaging who people listen to disparaging who people may uh, find value in because I I think that that hurts the entire culture of content creators, because again, people mess with you as a content creator. And so you don't, you're not the end all be all either. So you you gotta watch yourself and just just live your movie, live your movie. If people wanna rock with you, they're gonna rock with you, but don't disparage somebody because they're rocking with somebody else. And I think for those, that's for the content creators, for those that are sort of um, vulnerable and looking and seeking and trying to learn to get better, Remember this and remember this well. Focus on having temporary allies. And that includes me, too. I'm not in YouTube, but temporary allies, but make sure your interests are permanent. Okay? Temporary allies, permanent interests, because you never know when somebody will let you down. Mark Ridley Thomas is an example for people that believe in or believed in him. He's facing you know, jail time. Supporters of Donald Trump, same thing. I mean, y'all really need to hear this because the hero worship that you guys have for this guy stuns me, okay? Asa Hutchinson is in the race, okay? Nikki Haley is in the race on the Republican side. I'm not telling you who to pick. Ron DeSantis is probably eventually going to declare himself. (laughs) And I say it, I agree with Governor Hutchinson. It's like, you could tell people, you could lead people Oh, my God. you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them do the backstroke, man. They're not going to let Donald Trump go because they believe that their interests and their allies are aligned. And I'm saying that that's dangerous. So if you get nothing else from this segment, temporary allies should not supersede our permanent interests ever.
4: Everybody plays the court, sometimes.
7: There's no exception to the rule Listen, baby, it may be factual, may be cruel
4: is back with the high bid suckers you lost the players you're not gangsters you ain't you faint punk if you ever heard a gunshot yo, are the pusher, the player the pimp gangster, the hustler high roller dead prince folder it's cold lampin' like a black king on the throne evilly turn up the microphone so I can ill and break on the rolling tape another album to make great Islam turn the bass kick up a bit hype the snare now I gotta place to sit and ride the track like a black mac in his lack hit the corner slow where the girls and kick game the way it should be done. How you gonna drop science? You dumb, stupid, ignorant. Don't even talk to me. In school you drop math, science, and history. And then you get on the mic and try to act smart. But well, let me tell you one thing, you got hard to perpetrate your bait. So just wait until the press shove a mic in your face. Or you meet Boogie Down or Chuck D, Statsasonic or the Big Daddy. And they ask you about the game you claim you got. Drop science now, why not? You start to sweat and fret, it gets hot. How'd you get into this spot? You played yourself. Yo, yo, you played yourself. I'm no authority, but I know the D-E-A-L When it comes to dealing with the females What you got, they want Cash is what they need Slip sucker and they'll break you with speed But you meet a freak You try to turn her out Spending money's what I'm talking about But you fool out Your pockets got blew out And after the date, no boots You got threw out Mad and shook Cause your duckers got took Call her up phone's off the hook but who told you to front and blunt your grip you can't buy no relationship you played yourself yo homeboy you played yourself I'm in the MC game, a lot of MCs front and for the money they sell out stunts but they claim that they're rich and that they keep cash yo let me straighten this out fast 200,000 records sold and these brothers start yelling about gold you better double that, then double that again and still don't get suit, my friend You think you made it You're just a lucky man Guess who controls your destiny, fans But you diss them Cause you think you're a star That attitude is rude You won't get far Cause turning you quick you drop like a brick Unemployment's where you'll sit No friends cause you diss them too No money, no crew You're through You played yourself That's right, you played yourself You played yourself Yo, yo, you played yourself You got problems, you claim you need a break But every dollar you get, you take Straight to the dope man, try to get a beam up. Your idle time is spent trying to scheme up Another way to get money for a jumbo When you go to sleep, you count five O's Lying and cheating, everybody you're beating Dirty clothes and you're skinny Cause you haven't been eating You're ripped off all your family and your friends Nowhere does your loss in end And then you get an idea for a big move An armed robbery, smooth but everything went wrong. Somebody got shot. You couldn't get away. The cops roll your pop, and now you're locked, yo, lamping on death row. Society's fault? No. Nobody put the crack into the pipe. Nobody made you smoke off your light You thought that you could do dope and still stay cool? Ooh, You played yourself.
1: DJ Valida and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where
3: education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul.
1: Rose on mummy rose to be rose gold. I just demonstrate greatness they cannot show. No new friends can't be welcomed in my section. See that little zone there, that's a no go. Tell me who you know floating on the beat like this. You can't not respect it. I ain't asking you to like this. You can always trust I'll give you something here to vibe with. Heads turn when I pull out looking stylish. shame you're a typical rapper. I ain't got my neck froze. Still your favorite artist couldn't even step close. Heard it want my crown, I ain't never stressed though. Cause to your career that would be detrimental. Come on. Bad breed and my dad see, eyes low, mad lean, blame it on the green. but over oh, well, for knowledge, you should listen when I speak, I was probably the hardest kid in the class to teach, come get on my level, come get on my level, from a young and true I've been a different kind of rebel, coming for it all, i would be a fool if I just settle, the spirit guiding me won't see me dancing with the devil, cause I... I want it more time. I don't even want it to be honest. To give my life like a movie on steroids, but to me, it's just another day at the office. Put my mum on the cover of a GQ. You can't relate, cause there's something that G's do. Cut through and bobbing or weaving. No one likes a pussy, don't be in your feelings. 10 o'clock on the dot. Pull up in a new something from the lot. i think I'm being low key when I'm stepping in, but I'm little since I forgot. Tell them, don't be on me looking forward. Go, and know I'm saying? Don't get me irate. Ain't no stopping to plan. Everybody bleeds red, so I fear no man. <laughs>
0: this is KCWG, truth.com This program is called Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the music of Little Sims. Now I know y'all have heard me rocking some music by Little Sims. One of my favorite rappers out there, y'all. She's out of the UK, but I have an announcement over the weekend ladies and gentlemen they announced that she is coming to southern california that's right she's going to be in la performing next wednesday april 12 2023 at 8 p.m at the roxy theater in southern california i used to play a residency there y'all with my uh, good brother, Mr. Al Jackson. May he rest in heaven. Little Sims is coming to the Roxy Theater. Make sure you get your tickets. They announced tickets, but I don't see what the cost of the tickets are, but get them while the getting is good. It's sure to be a great show. You've heard her music on my show before. She puts so much into it, the instrumentation, the vocals, the lyrical flow, the delivery. She's also a bit of a visual artist. It is sure to be a spectacle, I wish. I could go, but she's going to be in L.A. next Wednesday, April 12th. Little Sims at the Roxy Theater. Okay, now also over the weekend, I'm telling you, it was a lot going on, y'all. I had a chance to go check out a brand new release that stars R&B singer and choreographer Tiana Taylor. And the film she's in is called A Thousand and One. It's a film that's written and directed by A.V. Rockwell. The Good Sister is out of uh, New York, I believe, as is Tiana Taylor. And why did I even see this? Because on the surface, y'all, I did see that it won the 2023 Sundance Film Festival Award, uh, won the top prize, the Grand Jury Prize. And I did see that, but I was looking at the trailer, I was looking at the clips, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be another one of those single mother uh, no mention of a good Black man or Black father, No, <laughs> nowhere in the storyline. And so I was going in with an open mind, but honestly, I was going in uh, with a bit of skepticism about what it was going to be about. But the whole reason I wanted to see it, it wasn't because of the Sundance Film Festival Award, ladies and gentlemen. I actually saw Tiana Taylor a few years ago in New Orleans at Essence Festival. And while she didn't have a discernible hit from my ears, I saw a performer that was absolutely electrifying. Now, there's something about Tiana Taylor. People love her look, uh, sisters in particular. Uh, She's married to NBA basketball player and NBA champion Iman Schumpert, and they've been married for a good seven, eight years, I think. They have a child together. And so she's also into fitness, but she also has a look about her. I don't know what it is about Tiana Taylor, but Black women think she is gorgeous. And I think she's very captivating in terms of the way she just soaks up all of your attention. And she just gives it her all. She kind of reminds me of Little Sims and her rap delivery. But Tiana Taylor on stage, you can't match her energy. It's look like she's acting out every single lyric. She is passionate. She's fiery. She's fiery. I couldn't believe what I was seeing for an artist whose music I really didn't know at the time very well, but I was so very impressed with her performance skills, her stage presence, her dramatic presentation, her passion is why I wanted to see this film. So even though my skepticism uh, was there, I pushed it aside so I could go check out 1001 and see what it was all talking about. So, the story is about her coming out of Rikers Island. And you heard me talk about Rikers Island earlier, where uh, Alan Weisselberg is on his way to. But Tiana, uh, in the fictitious movie 1001, has just been released from Rikers Island. She's trying to reunite with her son. And trouble ensues when she wants him to be permanently a part of her life this time, never to be separated from him again. 1001 also stars actor Will Catlett playing the role of Lucky one of Tiana Taylor's love interests in the movie. Uh, her character's name is uh, Inez. And uh, here's a scene where they are building a relationship later in the film. Uh, check this out. This is a 1001.
6: Your mother ever tell you how we met? No. She used to work in this coffee shop that closed down a few years ago. I used to get my hair cut right across the street. I'd go in, i order me a bagel or whatever. But I'm still not sure how I'm going to kick it to her. And then I'm telling her the truth, that she was the most beautiful woman
0: that I ever seen. Were you nervous? I just felt like she should know. Later on in the film, Will Catlett's character, Lucky, confronts Tiana Taylor's Inez and asks her to be a little bit more tender in the relationship.
3: Today. If I get any more
0: quieter, I won't even have a fucking voice at all. I'm not about to sit here and
3: argue with you. It's real easy for you to say because you get to be the saint, right?
0: Now, while I am captivated by Tiana Taylor as a multi-threat artist, I thought the film was okay, and I won't just outright give it a, a ringing endorsement, <laughs> for the lack of a better term, because it does tell a story that is all too familiar in our community: single black motherhood, uh, babies out of wedlock, children out of wedlock we've seen so much of that. I know art imitates life and vice versa, but after a while, when you have an opportunity to make your own film, you kind of look for some new themes, some new ideas. One thing that was exciting is that the young man was interested not just in music, but um, a different side of the music industry that I thought was very fascinating. And so I'll let that pay off uh, I'll let you experience that payoff when you go and see the film for yourself. It did make a million dollars over the weekend, so it's off to a, a respectable start. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a nice review. Uh, I think this film is going to do well. Uh Thousand and One by Tiana Taylor. Go out and check it out, y'all. <laughs> Also now available in theaters is the story of Neil Bogart and Casablanca Records. It's called Spinning Gold, y'all. Also now available in theaters.
3: We were in the business of making dreams come true, we sold over 200 million records, Came the soundtrack of your lives. And How do you expect me to tell you how all that really happened? This is Casablanca Records, the biggest independent label anyone had ever seen. And the artists, they were family. Yes, the Isley Brothers, Gladys Knight, Parliament, Bill Withers, Donna Summer.
7: They legally changed my name. No!
3: Everything is hotter in summer. And we knew what Casablanca could be. We were $7 million in debt. You're
2: broke. The whole town knows it. What the hell do you really want? You didn't come over here just to beat up
3: Bruce. I
0: didn't.
3: We were waging an all-out war against all the majors, all at once.
4: You got to be out your mind.
3: These labels, fighting dirty. Motown actually put a hit on us? You are going to need to make a phone call. You just called the Italian mob to tell the black mob not to kill us. You had a better idea?
1: (laughs) Midnight plane to Houston? My people from Georgia, they would never take a plane to Houston.
3: We're gonna place one final bet.
4: On who? On us. Lift off, let's go!
7: right about that.
5: You Why'd you sign us? You had to know how hard this was
3: gonna be. Because two kids from Queens had dreams about being the next Gods of Rock. That is who you are. Come on, dance
7: dance. Come on, Let's dance so, what happens next?
5: You do.
0: That is spinning gold, ladies and gentlemen. And you can tell by the energy of the trailer that there's a lot going on there. Uh, It's the story of Neil Bogart. He was a music industry singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and record company founder of one of the biggest, if not the biggest at the time, independent record labels in the world. Uh, Casablanca started off in significant debt. Uh, And it tells the story of the determination of this one charismatic, staunchly, stubborn, persistent, uh, creative force that brought to life and made real all these various careers from Kiss to George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic to Donna Summer, uh, even to Bill Withers and the Isley Brothers. Oh, my God. Uh, There was a brief mention of the village people. People were concerned that they weren't going to go too deep into that. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, this film, um, before I went and saw this film, I was looking at some of the the clips and the trailers and the comments online, and people were saying, oh my God, the casting. Oh my God, the casting. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? (laughs) And I have to admit, ladies and gentlemen, I looked at the cast that they uh, have picked and selected for this film, and I was looking at, okay, I know what Bill Withers looked like. That ain't Bill Withers, bro. They actually did a decent job of casting Neil Bogart. Uh, I believe the actor's name is Jeremy Jordan. It, they did a decent job casting him, but I, I couldn't get with Bill Withers. I definitely couldn't get with uh, this good sister that played Donna Summer. Uh, shouts out to Taylor... Uh, what's her name? Taylor Parks? I have to look that up and get that right. But the, it, it was a, a a good score for her, but she matched the skin tone of Donna Summer. When they put her hair together, she matched the hair of Donna Summer. <laughs> and I guess the Afro of the actor that played Bill Withers kind of matched Bill Withers. But other than that, no, it was a miscast. And I even thought George Clinton, it was played by a uh, rapper Wiz Khalifa. I thought even he could have looked like a, a Sly Stone instead of a George Clinton. So they didn't get the casting right, right? So I went in somewhat skeptical. But I have to tell you, once again, as I did with 1001, I had my reservations going in, ladies and gentlemen. I was ready to just dislike both of these films. But I have to tell you, I ended up digging Spinning Gold. And the reason being is because they had some very, very... Uh, Educational scenes, if you're a fan of music, especially if you grew up in that time period in the 70s and early 80s when that music was popping. And when I say that music, it was a range and a multitude of styles. I was not into Kiss, a uh, rock group, shock rock group who wore a lot of makeup and they spent a lot of time uh, talking about Gene Simmons, Peter Chris, Ace Freely, um, the, the and uh, Paul Stanley, of course. Of Kiss and that whole thing to get them across to the public and the struggles to get them to sell records despite the fact that they were selling out arenas. It was a fascinating movie. And of course, I had to watch it because of, (laughs) well, I'm not even gonna front. The main reason why I wanted to watch it
3: uh, was this right here. Every great artist has someone who believes in them. How quickly can you cut a Susanan record? How quick can you build me a (laughs) spaceship?
5: Lift off! let us go. Spinning Gold, only in theaters March 31st.
0: That was the main reason why I wanted to see the film. But the actress that played Gladys Knight is not really an actress, ladies and gentlemen. It's R&B soul singer Letticey. She actually did a pretty good job, and I thought the casting was very, very convincing. They had a very tender moment when she's meeting Neil Bogart for the first time, and he's introducing one of her signature songs right here.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, well, we'll add a full horn section. Keyboards, a well we'll Has
1: anyone ever told you no? I've
3: always been a bigger fan of
1: yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't believe I'm singing with Gladys Knight. Let's keep going, yeah? Yeah.
0: that in Lettucey can get it you know what I'm saying I saw and have seen Lettucey perform live she can get it in y'all she's she's the real deal they did a good job with casting her and even the one uh Jason Derulo uh, played Ronnie Isley of the Isley Brothers it wasn't bad okay I I mean I'm I'm saying this because yeah they they really really ruined some casting for this film but the film wasn't about the artist as much as as it was about Neil Bogart his kids uh, I think Timothy Bogart had a very, very instrumental r- role in getting this film to life. Um, this was about Neil Bogart, and he tragically passed away at a very young age. At, uh, I think he barely made 40 years old. And uh, the things he accomplished, though, while he was there, I mean, he absolutely transformed uh, the music industry and put the world on its ear. And uh, I have to say, overall, Uh, this was a very good film. I enjoyed it. I found myself tapping my foot. I was uh, pulling for the characters on the screen, for sure. I kind of knew how it was going to turn out. But nevertheless, when some of that music came on, I was rocking to it. So Spinning Gold is (laughs) available in theaters right now. Definitely go check it out. Uh, You can also go check out 1001 and uh, have some fun, y'all. This is KCWG, This program is called Psychiatry Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, we've just been breaking down some stuff happening in the world of entertainment, and we have a couple of tributes to get to before we let you go. Oh my God, Ryuchi Sakamoto, composer out of Japan, passed away over the weekend. Ryuchi Sakamoto. Uh, He's most famous for composing the score of the film that won him an Oscar for The Last Emperor. Lots of artists that you've heard of have sampled his music from. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know I've definitely played some Children of Zeus, uh, some Trey songs, um, Brandy, Ghostface Killer, Raheem Devon. I mean, look up his catalog and you'll see why we're paying tribute to him on this episode. Ryuchi Sakamoto uh, passed away over the weekend, y'all. Uh, may he rest in peace. Last but not least, we lost animator Leo Sullivan. Now, who in the world is Leo Sullivan? He was one of the first prominent black uh animators uh cartoon makers in the country, along with his good friend Floyd Norman. Uh, he passed away over the weekend and he's known for several contributions that you have definitely heard of. Leo Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen, um he was responsible for the animated train at the beginning of Soul Train episodes. You know that music program that uh, was around in the 70s and 80s and 90s? It was was around for about 35 years, but the intro back in the day had this animated cartoon of a train, a soulful, funky train. Before there was Soul Plane, y'all, there was Soul Train and it was that animated cartoon of the train going down the track and it was just bopping to the music and it was just the business. When you saw that train and heard that soul I mean, you knew you were in for something funky.
6: This is your girl, Reese, and you're listening to DJ Rome on Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul.
0: ladies and gentlemen, we just lost him and he's going to be sorely, sorely missed in the world of uh, animation. Um, Not only that, I mean, he he drew and animated Flash Gordon, Scooby Doo, The Incredible Hulk, Tiny Toons, Pac-Man, The Flintstones, I mean, Heckle and Jekyll, Mighty Mouse, Leo Sullivan. Thank you for all of these wonderful memories and may you also rest. In peace. our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet, at the intersection of punk and soul. My name is DJ Abram and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30pm to 7pm Pacific Time and it repeats again on Friday evenings from 6.30pm to 8pm Pacific Time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. also want to send a very, very special shout out to the Louisiana State University Lady Tigers for their first ever NCAA championship. Congratulations, ladies. San Diego State, UConn, getting it in right now. Best of luck to both teams. And tomorrow night, make sure you check out the Wisconsin election results, y'all. There is a super majority in the state Senate that is on the line. Make sure you check that out. Manhattan Criminal Courthouse for the arraignment of Donald Trump tomorrow. Big things tomorrow, y'all, so you don't wanna miss that. Also wanna send a very, very special shout out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.